0: And now, stay tuned for the program that has rated tops in popularity for a longer period of time than any other West Coast program in radio history.
1: I don't believe it. I don't believe a word of it.
2: on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerke, This week's show is one you can really get behind. We'll be celebrating two birthdays, those of Georgia White and Don Parker, and in the second segment, we'll do some vamping. Back on the February 7th show, I mentioned that Georgia White's birthday was coming up. Well, according to the recollection of Big Bill Brunzi in his autobiography... Last week, March 9th, marked the birth in 1903 in Sandersville, Georgia, of Barrelhouse House blues singer Georgia White. She made her first record in Chicago in 1930, but didn't record again until years later, making a string of about 100 sides for Decca between 1935 and 1941. She was married and recorded a couple of sides under her maiden name of Lawson. Promoted by the label as the world's greatest blues singer, she was versatile capable of urban blues and popular songs, and wrote much of her own material. She was usually accompanied by pianist Richard M. Jones and other top-notch musicians like Banjo Ikey Robinson and Lonnie Johnson, but she was a proficient and powerful pianist herself. In the late 1940s, she formed an all-female band, performed with Bumblebee Slim, and joined Big Bill Brunzi's Laughing Trio as pianist. She sang in Chicago clubs in the 1950s, with her last known public performance in 1959. She retired at that point and probably died around 1980 in Chicago. George White sang low-down blues laments, such as I'm Blue and Lonesome, and risque numbers like Hot Nuts, Get 'Em From the Peanut Man, but also more light-hearted tunes, such as Was I Drunk, and the three I've chosen for this segment.
3: old today, I'm so glad I'm 21 years old today, I'm so glad I could take my baby away, oh babe, oh babe, what you want for me to do, oh babe, oh babe, what you want for me to do.
2: Close the windows and lock the door, start the party going. There's a good way to start the show. Eva Taylor and Cleo Brown recorded it before her, and Mill's Blue Rhythm Band cut an instrumental but there you have Georgia White's October 5, 1937 version of The Stuff Is Here, composed by Alex Hill and J.M. Williams. This The Stuff Is Here, Let's Get Gay, is not to be confused with the 1934 The Stuff Is Here, and It's Mellow, written by Willie LeLion Smith, with the words by Walter Bishop and Clarence Williams. Georgia was accompanied by Richard M. Jones on piano, Ikey Robinson on guitar, and John Lindsay, string bass. Before that, Georgia White's very first recording, made in Chicago on May 16, 1930, with Jimmy Noon's Apex Club Orchestra, When You're Smiling. Larry Shea and Mark Fisher wrote the tune, and Joe Goodwin the words. Georgia belts out the chorus a couple of times, but not the verses. The second of which goes, I used to worry, I used to hurry, Each time it started to rain. Now I see light, Learned wrong from right, and you'll never hear me complain. We started our little tribute to Georgia White with Jones, Lindsay, and Robinson accompanying her once again on her composition, I'm So Glad I'm 21 Today, recorded January 28, 1937. I'm the somewhat over-21, Glenn Robinson, and you and I are listening to rapidly rotating records. The word vamp has several meanings. If you're a cobbler, it means the upper front part of a boot or shoe, and to vamp means to attach new uppers. If you're a musician, a vamp is a short, simple introductory passage, and to vamp is to repeatedly play such a sequence. But if you are a vamp, you're a woman who uses charisma and beauty to charm men into doing what you want them to, by teasing or flirting in a showy or manipulative manner. Back on the February 14th show I played Peacock Walk, composed by John Conrad, who also brought us Vampanella. I don't have a copy of that, but I do have a set of rapidly rotating records about some other vamps. (laughs)
4: THE END (laughs)
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Jay McAnally, and Will Marion Cook all led what they called singing orchestras, which I'm guessing is an orchestra that was equally adept at playing music to accompany dancing or singing. We just heard the Waldorf Astoria Singing Orchestra, led by Joseph M. Necht, with The Vamp, composed by Byron Gay. The label of Columbia A2758, recorded May 29, 1919, describes it as dance music although you had two or three members of the orchestra singing along. We started off with a fabulous record by Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra of "Fascinating Vamp, subtitled A Vamping Episode, written by Joseph Nussbaum. The band tried recording it on February 2, 1928, but gave up after three takes. A couple of weeks later, Jan Garber recorded it for Columbia, but Nat got back in the studio on April 12th with completely different instrumentation, and got it right on the first of three more takes, issued on Victor 21431. Joseph Nussbaum was born on May 16, 1903, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and is best known for his work on Gone with the Wind. But he wrote two other popular songs besides Fascinate and Vamp, Chinese Moon and Silverhead. Those two records were both generic vamps, but we're not through vamping yet. And here are a couple of records about some specific vamps, Sally Green and Sobsister Sadie. Have you heard
1: about Miss Sally Green? Sally Green, Sally Green. Back home she was called the village queen. Sally Green was the queen. Took one trip down to the city. Came back home, oh, what a pity. Now the roof call her the village vamp. She's a vamp. And oh, that wicked glance. Mm. Oh, how she could dance. I tell you,
6: Sal
1: is no one's fool. She's even vamping the constable. You should see her raise the dickens. She's been vampin' all the cows and chickens, all the roots, shirts, their work. No one's ever working in the cornfield. There's no one to do the hayin' and the gosh darn hens have all stopped laying out the whole towns upside down. And everybody blames the village vamp. Every side winks his eye, as she passes by. She wears high-heeled shoes and fancy hose. She's a vamp, she's a vamp. Paints her cheeks and powders up her nose. What a vamp, what a vamp. Folks all say down in the valley, Look what Broadway done to Sally. Everywhere she goes a roof and say, Hey, there goes a vamp. I never will forget the day that Sally came to town. She walked around the village in a brand-new Paris gown. Her skirt was very short, and all the roots began to laugh. And all the cows began to envy Sally's little calf. One day she passed the firehouse while everything was calm. The fire chief got nervous, and he sent in the alarm. The women folks were jealous, and when Sally was about, they used to lock the doors and keep the men from going out. ¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶¶ The gosh darn gay old slicker got a carpet bag, yeah, full of liquor. Wears her hair short, some sport. Never goes to bed till early morning. Every day she's getting sweller, and she knows that song called Dardanelle, or say the whole town's upside down, and everybody blames the village vamp. Every day down our way... right in and out again, in again, out again. Folks say once she vamped a fella for a glass of sarsaparilla. Everywhere she goes the Reuben shouts, look out, there goes the vamp.
0: beauty. Dixie land is full of beauty. But listen, people, I want to tell you about a vamp in New
5: Orleans.
0: She's a gal that's always here She even cries when she is beautiful. She's got a way of vamping all her own. Her tears would melt the heart of stone. They call her pop, sister Sadie, the vamp cry baby from way down to when you see tears in Sadie's eyes, just put a lock on your pocketbook and say goodbye. All of her crying is downright lying, cause she don't know what trouble means. If a room rents you, she don't get rough. She puts the raincoat and rubbers on and does her stuff. She pops it's to Sadie, the bad cry baby from way down New Orleans. Sadie's eyes are called a lot of wrecks, Sadie's eyes disturb the a stronger sex, Sadie's pops would make a race all stop, but her tears would make a cripple lick a traffic cop, Sadie's wise and she wins all her
4: best,
0: anything she cries for Sadie gets. If a red hot papa comes about She gets a lot of tears And puts his fire out Pops is the sadie The vamp cry baby From way down to New Diamond rings Fancy clothes Five minutes sobbing her all of those All of her crying Is downright lying Cause she don't know what trouble means She weeps so much that the people. At the waterproof a lingerie, she stopped Sister Sadie, the babe cry, baby, from way down New Orleans. All her crying is downright lying, cause she don't know what trouble means. A for a dollar note, and she go into a staircase for a new fur coat. She stopped top the Sadie, the vamp cry baby from away down in New Orleans.
2: Ernest Hare, all by himself without Billy Jones, singing about that vamp cry baby, sob sister Sadie. From Columbia 277, recorded on Christmas Eve, 1924. Sob Sister Sadie was written by Bob Bigelow and Charles Bates, the same team who brought us Hard Hearted Hannah. Before Sadie, Billy Murray told us all about Sally Green, the village vamp. Joseph Pasternak conducted the orchestra on Victor 18704, made October 31, 1920. Bert Kalmar and Harry Ruby wrote the words, with the music by Willie White and M.K. Jerome. In all the years this show has been on the air, I've only played two records by Don Parker. That ends tonight, as he not only gets his own birthday segment, but a super segment with not three, but four records. They're each quite distinct, so I think it'll work well. I've got even less information about Don Parker than Georgia White. If I have the right one, saxophonist and bandleader Don Parker was born March 10, 1898. He played with the original Dixieland Jazz Band in 1922 and 23, and until 1925 recorded for Edison and Pathé as Don Parker's Western Melody Boys, the Don Parker Trio, and Don Parker's Entertainers. He was in England in 1926 and recorded for Vocalion at the Piccadilly Hotel in London, and that's all I have, so I'll just play some of his records. Don Parker Trio, Don Parker Saxophone, Frank E. Banta on piano, and Nick Lucas playing banjo on Pick Me Up and Lay Me Down in Dear Old Dixieland, written by Burt Kalmar and Harry Ruby. That's from Edison 50963, and will be having its 99th birthday in a couple of weeks on March 30th. It was also dubbed and issued on Edison Blue Amberall Cylinder 4557. Tiger Rag was first recorded by the original Dixieland Jazz Band on August 17, 1917, and issued on Aeolian Vocalion B-1206. It didn't sell well, one, because it was recorded vertically and couldn't be played on most phonographs, and two, because the Aeolian Company, while they made very fine pianos, were new at making and selling records and didn't have a large distribution system. The band recorded Tiger Rag again for Victor on March 25, 1918. That recording was released in August and sold well, but would have done even better but for World War I. The ODJB traveled to London in March of 1919 and were a sensation. They opened and became the resident band at the new Hammersmith Palais de Dance and appeared at Rector's Club and the Palladium. They stayed in London for a year and a half, recording 17 sides while there, including Tiger Rag. Back in the U.S., they recorded Tiger Rag a fourth time for OK in New York on April 20, 1923. Don Parker played soprano sax, and it's that recording we started off with. And yeah, the ODJB recorded Tiger Rag one last time in 1936. I mentioned that Don Parker was in England in 1926, and here's one of the sides he recorded while there.
5: If one day I might have more
2: One of about two dozen sides Don Parker made as Don Parker's Western Melody Boys for Pathé Actuel, Rose of the Rio Grande, recorded around January 25, 1923. Rose of the Rio Grande was written by Ross Gorman and Harry Warren, and was preceded by Only You and Lonely Me. Don Parker and his band at the Piccadilly Hotel and Kit Kat Club, London, on August 11, 1926. The vocalist is uncredited on the label of Vocalion X-9845, but it could be John Thorne, since he's credited on other sessions around that time. Only You and Lonely Me was written by Raymond Claugus and Jesse Greer. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon and KISLAVALON.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all online, at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. Don Parker recorded, Behind the Clouds, written by Benny Davis and Buddy DeSilva. I don't have Parker's version, but it was a popular tune recorded by lots of others here in the U.S., Including Gene Goldkett, Harry Reeser, and Abe Lyman, and in England by Bert Furman, Stan Greening, and Percival Mackey. And here he is.
4: Our crowns and crowns of sunbeams shining for you. And in a little while, the clouds will break and the heaven will smile. When days are gray, look will come and say, the skies will surely be blue. We all have troubled more or less, till there's worlds and worlds of happiness that's behind the cloud
5: for you.
7: jolly american railroad boys and breaking is our trade we're always on the go both day and night throwing switches making fly stops along the line we go and to see that all the train is made up right you bet we're always ready when called upon to go no matter whether sunshine or in rain and a jolly crew you'd find us if you will come and see In the little red caboose behind the train So yes, success to all the boys that ride upon the cars May happiness always with you remain And a jolly crew you'd find us if you will come and see In the little red caboose behind the train Two red lights we hang on each side, another one behind In the evening when the sun is almost gone You bet the lad that rides ahead will keep it in his mind To see that all the train is coming on When we are near the stations, how thoughtless out we go All a singing, off whistling some refrain Then we climb out on the hurricane deck and leave our coats inside Of the little red caboose behind the train little car we speak of, more precious and more dear Than all the other coaches on the line And the reason why we tell you, because it is our home We always try to keep it looking fine Although we have no fashion lights, no velvet cushion chairs Everything inside just neat and plain There's many an honest heart that beats beneath that rusty roof in the little red caboose behind the train. So here's success to all the boys that ride upon the cars. May happiness always with you remain. For a jolly crew you'd find us if you will come and see in the little red caboose behind the train.
2: That was The Little Red Caboose Behind the Train, written by Paul Warmack. If it sounds familiar, it's because I played it back in 2003, performed by Paul Warmack and his gully jumpers. Bob Miller also recorded it, but we just heard it by the Picard family. You're no doubt familiar with the Carter family in early country music, and maybe even the Stoneman family, and Fiddlin' Powers and family. But at least as popular as those was the Picard family. Patriarch Obadiah Orlando Picard was born in Beardstown, Tennessee, on July 22, 1874. He married Layla May Wilson in 1906 and had five children, Obad Orlando Jr., Layla May, Ruth Carmen, James Faney, and Margaret Ann. They played music as amateurs, but in 1926 were heard on WSM, on the program that would become known as the Grand Ole Opry. Dad Picard made his first recordings for Columbia on March 31, 1927, and the family made dozens of sides for a variety of labels. They recorded The Little Red Caboose Behind the Train on January 31, 1929, issued on Domino 4828. Obed Picard sings solo to the tune of the 1871 minstrel standard The Old Log Cabin in the Lane. Before the Picard family, it was the Savoy Orpheans, with the vocal by Ramon Newton on He Left Her Behind Before. H M V B B-5085 was recorded June 11, 1926, and He Left Her Behind Before was written by Abner Silver. We started off Behind the Clouds, where there are crowds and crowds of sunbeams. That was Percival Mackey's band, April 1st, 1926, with vocalist Fred Douglas, credited on the label of British Columbia 3950, as Harry Glenn. Behind the Clouds was written by Benny Davis and Buddy DeSilva. I'm happy to say we've got time for one more. Last week I played Stingo Stungo by Frank Crumit. Here's a fun instrumental version by the Pennsylvania Syncopators, an Emerson studio band, directed in some cases by Nathan Glantz and possibly Paul Bolognese. Emerson 10660 was recorded in the summer of 1923. Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.